I'm a foodie. I, I love food and I never, I don't think I'll ever, you know, not look forward to my, my meals. And the important thing is to know that it, that doesn't change. Um, you know, when you switch to this lifestyle, it, it actually gets better. I enjoy my food now way more than I used to because I'm actually conscious of so many different factors that I wasn't aware of. I was just like, oh, food is fuel and, you know, it's going to keep my body going, but not understanding so many, many complexities to it. Um, so when I look at my food now, I see um, the earth, I see love, I see compassion, I see just the bright colors, it brings me to the present moment where I can actually fully enjoy that meal. On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the Healthy Human Revolution podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and I'm so excited to invite one of my dearest buddies, Chloe Stein. How are you? I'm good, Lori. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for joining. My goodness, it's going to be so much fun talking to you. It's just like, it's such a blast. Um, so we want to know all about your story. You have quite a, a journey yourself. And so can we talk about how it all kind of started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, <laughs> would have to start in my childhood. Uh, as a kid, I... Um, I had a lot of skin issues. So growing up, I had chronic bumps up and down my arms. I had white patches on my elbows. I had um, white patches on my face. And it made me really self-conscious, especially, I think I really started in middle school. And I went to see doctors. I went to see dermatologists. And nobody really could figure out why this was happening. And I don't think they were interested in knowing why, but they gave me steroid creams and who knows what else I was putting on my skin, but I would put it on religiously for years um, through high school and all growing up. Uh, I remember in eighth grade, I was going to the eighth grade dance and I was like, I had this dress that I wanted to wear. And I was like, I, I told my mom, I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't wear it because I had bumps on my arms. So we went to the dermatologist and they told me to take a loofah and in the shower, scrub it as hard as I could till it was red to manage the bumps. So I did. And, you know, never once did anyone say, what are you eating? Or, you know, hmm, maybe <laughs> we should address the cause of what's happening so that you don't have to scrub your skin until it's red and raw. Uh, so that was always there in the background. And then, um, as I went to college, I, well, even, even through middle school, I, I was conscious of my weight. I wasn't, you know, huge, but I was always aware of my, my body. And then in, in high school that intensified and I, you know, was definitely bigger than some of my peers and was very aware of it. And then in college, I ended up gaining a bunch of weight shocker, college food and drinking. Um, so 
that kind of all created this image of myself. Um, and then I, in 2013, I met my, my husband and he, um, he was awesome. <laughs> I, three weeks after I met him, I left to go teach English in Spain. And while I was gone, he, thank goodness, watched a couple food documentaries. So when I came back, he was so excited to share them with me. And I was just absolutely shocked. I was like, what is in our food? <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me? And I grew up in a relatively healthy household, um, much healthier than most Americans. My mom was a fitness instructor. Um, we always had vegetables. We always had salad, but we also had you know, meat and dairy, usually grilled chicken or, you know, what, what we think, what, what society thinks of as, as healthy. Mm. It wasn't working for me. Mm. Um, and I remember even in high school, like my, my dad said, like, I had the, the greatest willpower because I, I wouldn't eat the chips on the table. If we went out to a Mexican restaurant, I was like, really conscious but I still was you know not putting the right food in my body so it wasn't working uh so when when my husband his name's Deepak he showed me food ink and hungry for a change and those are you know very broad general food documentaries they're not um plant-based but it started me on this journey of research <laughs> and and really exploring what is in our food. Uh, growing up, I also was really passionate about being in the kitchen with my mom. That was like our special bonding time. And I'm one of four kids. So for some reason, none of my siblings had the same uh, desire to be in the kitchen. So that really was something that I loved. And in eighth grade, I wanted to be a pastry chef. So we, we had this one career day that I remember and we were in the computer lab and we were researching uh, these careers. And I found out that pastry chefs make, on average, not that much money, have terrible hours and work, you know, the worst hours. So mm -hmm. I, I abandoned that, which thank goodness I did because if I had gone down that path, I probably never would have found this lifestyle or would have been resistant to it. Um, so fast forward, I am in graduate school. Um, I'm doing all this research with Deepak. We're getting rid of processed foods. We're getting rid of, you know, non-organic meats, which is so silly to me now, but that's what we were doing. And we were eating a lot less animal products uh, to the point where after a couple months, I was eating pretty much plant-based without really knowing it. And then there were these tiny moments where I was like, I think I have to give up chicken. Mm -hmm. And I had read an article that like there was arsenic in a lot of chicken because they're fed arsenic containing drugs and all this stuff. So it was just slowly kind of compiling all of this reason to make a switch. And then uh, it was 2014, we were driving to Ohio with my family for Thanksgiving and my mom's from Ohio, so uh, it was a seven-hour drive. For some reason, she bought me Eat to Live by Dr. Furman because we, I grew up with his daughter. Mm 
and uh, not for some reason, she was like, you're into healthy eating, but she had no idea what she had just done. <laughs> um, so I actually read pretty much the entire book on the ride home. And uh, that day, it was the day after Thanksgiving, I was like, I'm, I'm plant-based, I'm done. I didn't feel good after Thanksgiving, even though I still ate healthy. Mm. Um, and that was, that was the day that I made the decision. Uh, and then since then it's been, you know, quite the journey and, uh, it's been the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. Absolutely. What an incredible story. So now you went on to lose a significant amount of weight. Mm -hmm. How much? So I lost about 60 pounds and I dropped my cholesterol a hundred points. Uh, which I was in my early 20s at the time, so should not have been that high. Uh, so thank goodness that I found this lifestyle because I was on a very different trajectory than I'm on right now. And it's, it's just changed my entire life. Amazing. So now you did find yourself a way back into the kitchen and helping yeah. others. So mm -hmm. tell us where that's all grown to. <laughs> Definitely. Well, so before I forget, um, my skin issues just completely went away. They just resolved themselves. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Once I, I, I mean, I was, okay, this is also crazy. I was lactose intolerant as a child. Like I was born lactose intolerant. I would projectile vomit if my parents gave me dairy and they, the doctors were like, no, you should have dairy. So let's give her lactate pills. And then I grew out of it apparently. Uh, but it just, I was still allergic. I was just expressing it through my skin in a different way than vomiting. Um, Amazing. So yeah, it was, it was wild to make that connection to be like, well, all of that was because of what I was eating. And um, that helps to fuel me to know that there's so much unnecessary suffering that is, um, can be, just completely shifted and changed by simple changes. And that's why I'm so passionate about being in the kitchen. And I re-fell in love with, with food and making food with my hands. And that just changed again, <laughs> what I was doing in life. I, while I was in grad school, I was um, getting my master's in nonprofit management because I've always known that um, I want to be of service and I'm, I'm here to help people. And when this lifestyle changed everything for me, I, I was like, obviously this is how I'm going to help people and how I'm going to help, you know, change the world, society, the climate, my health, other people's health, uh, compassion for, for all living be beings. And uh, it just became super obvious to me. Absolutely. And you do such a fun Okay, you guys, I've had her food and it's really, really delicious. <laughs> like, it's to the point that my husband, like, you would talk months literally from, you remember that thing Chloe made? <laughs> I was like, yes, I know what Chloe made. Correct me up. I was like, we need to just, you know, bring her in once a month. <laughs> um, but, you know, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing currently because you're working with um, Shreemu. And can you tell us what that is? Absolutely. So Shrimu is a uh, dairy-free cheese company. It was launched by Julie Pyatt and um, 
I've been been there since day one. Uh, we launched in November, and it is absolutely insane. It is the best dairy-free cheese that I've ever had, and that's what absolutely everybody says when they eat it. It um, is creamy and made of uh, either cashews or almonds. There's a little bit of coconut oil in it, but other than that, it's all whole food plant-based where a lot of the cheeses in the grocery store have tons of fillers or, you know, gums and potato starch. And, you know, the first ingredient is coconut oil, which, you know, or, or the, I, I think I saw one that was like Parmesan and it was water, coconut oil, a starch, and then natural flavors and salt. And I was wow. like, and that was a Parmesan. I was like, wait, what? So <laughs> oh. has been uh, just absolutely incredible. It's a highly conscious company. We um, meditate before we do anything, before we touch the cheese. There's a 13 breath meditation that um, all the employees do. It's really incredible. Uh, Julie's vision for for the company and, and for the world itself is, is just super inspiring. Um, we have nature sounds playing throughout the day to connect us to the reason why that we're, we're here and we are making this food um, for people to enjoy. It's, um, it's just, it's an incredible company. <laughs> and just, just for those who aren't familiar, Julie Payette, that's Ritual's mm -hmm. wife. Correct. Is, yes. Yes, absolutely. The, a three-time um, best-selling author of three plant-based cookbooks, The Plant Power Way, The Plant Power Way Italia, and uh, This Cheese is Nuts as well. Yeah, absolutely. And they're beautiful books. Oh my goodness. The pictures mm -hmm. are astounding and mouth-watering. So yeah, we ordered when you guys first launched. It's very rich and you feel like you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't eat a lot of this for some reason. I feel like I'm not eating plant-based, but no, it's all delicious. And it's, yeah. Um, it, was, it was an honor to be a part, you know, of one of the first orders mm -hmm. you guys sent out. What a fun thing. Um, so now, but you also have your own way of sharing in Chloe's Clean Cuisine. So can you tell us a little bit about like what inspired you to do that? <clears throat> Excuse me. And what you'd like to see where that to grow and what you've just recently done with community. Yes. So it started in 2015. Uh, I, after a year of posting pictures of just what I was eating, because I wanted to share with uh, friends and family that this food can taste really good. And, you know, you don't have to sacrifice uh, anything to live healthy, to um, become the best version of yourself, to support the planet. And it was really kind of just my personal Instagram feed. And I was getting so many people being like, where can I buy this? Where are you selling this? Can you like help me? So I started Chloe's Clean Cuisine. And at first I was selling um, like grab and go food at a local gym and it was like energy balls and like zoodles with an alfredo cashew sauce and um mm. these ooh, these uh chia fig bites they almost taste like a fig newton but better 
But um, okay, there's gonna be some recipes coming my way. <laughs> definitely. So uh, that is kind of where it started and where the ideas kind of really took hold. And from there, I realized that um, I wanted to focus my efforts on really helping people, not just creating a few um, meals or food for people to, to take. I wanted to actually get in there and help people transform their lives. So um, after, after I was doing that, then I started a meal delivery service with some education, some cooking classes and stuff. Uh, but, but at that point, I still wasn't making the impact that I wanted to. I was helping, you know, this group of people and I was loving it. I'm so excited, but I have bigger visions for the world. Um, so I moved a lot of my stuff online and I have recipes. I have um, a couple eBooks. I have um, a virtual immune boosting course that I launched last month. And that was super fun. Um, it's, it's, rolling admission. So everybody is welcome to join. Um, I just saw so many people posting about how afraid they were of COVID-19. And um, I'm, I'm a very cautious person. <laughs> I'm very um, aware as well and, and practical, uh, but also like, I'm not afraid. So I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm isolating, I'm social distancing, washing my hands all the time. I wear gloves and masks to the grocery store. I'm not going out anywhere, but I'm also like, if I got coronavirus or was exposed to it, I'm really trusting my body that everything that I'm doing for it and the foods that boost immune function and, and optimize immune function um, are, gonna take care of me. And I know I'm in a lower age group than some people, um, but being able to share that knowledge was really important and to say, hey guys, um, you know, mushrooms protect against respiratory infections and matcha has antiviral properties and, and, and all these foods <laughs> when you eat together and you avoid the foods that are going to suppress immune function and habits. So I'm, you know, food is such a big component for me and, and it should be for everybody, um, but it's also not the only one. So how our mental state is, our emotional health, um, our stress levels, our sleep hygiene, all of these things combined and, you know, avoiding certain habits and, you know, smoking and processed meats and dairy and um, you know, very, very limiting alcohol, if not eliminating it, like all of the things when put together, just create such incredible health. And um, it's a it's a pay what you can course, I, I believe that absolutely everybody should have access to this, regardless of financial situation, especially during a pandemic. And if anything that I can do to help, um, I'm, I'm here for that as well. That's fantastic. So definitely, you know, I'll put a link in below guys and please check it out. It's, it's, you won't be disappointed. Chloe, she was sharing pictures on social media about the different things she's making. I was like, Oh, can I have the recipe? I think I, I binged you like two or three times and you were so sweet and sent me those things. And then I'm just like, it amazes to me. Um, 
that, you know, when we, the pandemic first started and we're walking through the grocery store, things that were sold out and I'm looking at people's grocery cart, it's mm-hmm. chips and sodas and meat and box processed foods, mac and cheese, that type of thing. And, you know, here, here we are pushing our produce, which is the majority of everything we buy, canned beans, some other things. And um, it, it's always, it's, it's just remarkable to me that people don't think about that. But there's some really interesting things happening now, right? You see the meatpacking workers who have been very ill, and now there's, you know, a decrease meat and beans are disappearing. Like, you can't buy tofu here. I don't know what non-vegan is eating all the tofu in Colorado, <laughs> but, um, which is fine. But it's just, it's a really interesting opportunity, even though COVID-19 is, you know, very frightening for many people and it can, it is serious. We're having economic repercussions. But what an opportunity to reflect on really like, what is our food system currently? And has anyone reached out to you or do you have any favorite stories of people that you've helped and seen this transformation of health um, and just, you know, what is your experience with that? Yeah, I've, I've helped coach, you know, a bunch of people and, uh, it's always incredible to me that the things that stand out to them most are things that we don't think about on a, on a regular basis or think about as what would happen during, um, a health transformation. So somebody that I'm working with currently, she, she's losing weight, she's feeling better, um, but she's like, I, I'm thinking clearer, I'm, you know, I'm happier, I, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> serotonin's <laughs> good, and, you know, all the things, um, but, and, and she said she, she has, like, she got a cut on her ankle, and usually it would be open for a long period of time, and it healed so quickly, and she was amazed, I was like, I didn't even, you know, think about <laughs> our, our healing of wounds and, you know, all the things. So it's really interesting um, to see the, the wins that are unexpected. That's, I think that's what I love the most because, yes, we know that this lifestyle is going to help us reach our ideal weight. It's going to help us um, reverse or prevent chronic disease. It's going to, you know, there's, I, we don't have enough time to say how many things it's going to do. Um, but the, the wins that are really small are really where I think the magic happens. And I think where the reinforcement comes in and um, the, our motivations change. So for me in the beginning, I wanted to live this way because I wanted to be healthy. So in the past, I had always tried diets because I wanted to lose weight. And that is not sustainable. Um, it's not a deep enough reason usually because we try a diet and then we go back to eating after we've you know, restricted so much. And then we go back to eating the foods after we've lost the weight or whatever. And it's, it's not a long-term thing, but this this lifestyle is long-term. Um, so when I shifted from weight loss to health, everything changed. I, I felt completely liberated. It was um, just, it just changed everything because I wasn't feeling deprived. I was focusing on the, the abundance that we have in this lifestyle. I wasn't feel like 
I can't have that and white knuckling through a situation where I really wanted to eat something because I knew all the reasons why I didn't want to eat something. It, it changes from I can't have to I can have that, but I, I really don't want to eat that. And you can see where the, the tension of the, the one side versus just the freedom of, of that shift in mentality. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what was really crucial for me was realizing that it's not about being perfect in this lifestyle. It's not about doing everything right. It's not about knowing um, every step of the way. It's about creating and developing the tools that are going to create our ideal life for the rest of our life. Um, it's about connecting to ourselves and to other people and to other beings and to our planet. Um, so I think connection was really big for me and also um, coming from a place of love that I don't think a lot of people think about, but when we really love ourselves, we're going to honor our bodies and put the, the right foods in it. And we're going to love the foods that we're putting in it because we know what it does for us. And when we love ourselves, we're going to love other people and we're going to love people around the world that we haven't even met yet. So we're going to choose foods that are not taking these resources and completely wasting them and causing starvation for children around the world when we're growing enough food for 15 million people, but we only have or 15 billion people, 12 to 15 billion. That's how much food we're growing. And we could feed that many people, but we're feeding that food to animals who burn calories and waste it. And um, we, we can't even feed 7 billion. So it's a matter of human justice. It's a matter of social justice. It's a matter of the, the workers at the slaughterhouses have such a high rate of suicide and are often um, illegal immigrants. So they don't have any protections. They have, it's just, it's a horrible situation. So when, when we're coming from a place of love, we're gonna naturally choose the foods that are going to support other beings as well. And of course the animals. I've been a huge animal lover my entire life, but I didn't know or I didn't want to know what was happening. Uh, I, when I was young, my mom won for gloves at a charity auction and I cried so hard that I made her give them back. <laughs> so this was, this is like innate in me, but society tells us that eating meat is normal and necessary when it's absolutely not necessary and it shouldn't be normal. It's so strange. Um, and at one point, you know, I don't like to admit this, but it's true. At one point, my entire family was vegetarian or vegan. My dad was, my dad's been vegetarian almost my entire life. Um, and I wasn't, because I was like, I like meat. And it just, I mean, I was younger at the time, but it just, it's amazing to me, the mentality that um, shrouds this societal norm that is so messed up. So I think, you know, when we, when we really shift and really understand the, the systems that are in place, and we come from a place of love and connection, um, it just, it becomes the right choice, the easy choice, the only choice for me. Yeah. 
I think that was beautifully said. So, you know, I'm writing down words that you, you mentioned love, abundance, connection, you know, it's like your shift in your consciousness. It's like your eyes are being opened, you know, kind of like the blinders been taking off. And I think that's what's so different about practicing medicine this way as well. That's such a joy is coming to a patient, not in the sense of, oh, I'm going to give you a medicine to fix, you know, the symptoms of a problem, but I'm actually look, coming to you in a love opportunity because I want to bring abundance to your life. And writing a prescription doesn't bring abundance to anybody's life. It brings another, it's another weight. It's another, um, not that we're not saying that you don't need medications on occasion, right. um, mm -hmm. but you're bringing a different view of that experience of what we call life, right? It's not what to be expected. So I, I think it's, you're really right. Your, your paradigm shifts in, you can't unlearn what you learn. <laughs> so um thinking of it, you said that was innate in you. So my daughter, who's 26, when she was two, we went to a grocery store and um, she saw the lobsters in the, the aquariums, you know, cause they sell them live in the grocery stores. We were in Virginia at the time I was stationed there. Oh no, 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 my husband, we weren't, no, we were not uh, in Virginia. Where were we? We were in, um, we were in Ohio. And I remember it was a larger grocery store. And cause, um, we're walking through and she's like, mommy, you know, she's almost three. She's like, you know, lobsters. And she's, she's like, yeah. And she was pretty, you know, intelligent speaking. You know, that he's like, she could understand things. She goes, why are there lobsters? She couldn't quite understand why there's live animals at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. I was like, cause that's where people eat them. And she's like, she really freaked out and she did not want <laughs> anything to do with that. And she was so upset. And even at this young tender age, she got it. Like you said, you know, it's, you look back on these moments in your life where there were doors open briefly that all you had to do was be open enough to walk through them or, you know, be curious enough to investigate. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I just, I just shook it off because like, well, of course there's grocery store alive. You know, it's just, it just really, I never connected how her response was to to that and maybe it's like well maybe i should investigate what why would a two-year-old have an issue with that like what is that innately that feeling it's really interesting yeah absolutely there's there's a, a video i think i think it's called speciesism um that if people are interested in it's it's just all about like why we think this is normal and how society and big interests you know that the animal lobby that big big agriculture has really created this idea that is not aligned with who we really are as a society. Um, you know, if, if I was in a, um, you know, native culture and this was thousands of years ago or hundreds and there weren't grocery stores and I had to, you know, eat animals in the winter to survive, you know, I'd probably do that, but we're not in that situation and we have so many choices and our choices are healthier when we choose not to eat those things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. exactly right. And that's, that's, that's exactly right. So tell us now, okay, we got your story. It's incredible. <laughs> You're a loving sharing person, but now let's, let's talk about what people really want to know about is the food. So tell us, 
because I, I need to make something tonight that I'm sure that you're going to inspire me to. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all just don't understand. I mean, you will though. <laughs> you will understand once you see your website and these pictures and taste some food. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, but as far as like, can you give us an idea maybe for breakfast or a lunch or dinner? Like what are your favorite things that you've seen people really enjoy some maybe tips for shopping or in the kitchen? Like what do you like to, or see that people really respond to or need help with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the good stuff. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a foodie. I, I love food and I never, I don't think I'll ever, you know, not look forward to my, my meals and the important thing is to know that it, that doesn't change um, you know when you switch to this lifestyle it it actually gets better I enjoy my food now way more than I used to because I'm actually conscious of so many different factors that I wasn't aware of I was just like oh food is fuel and you know it's going to keep my body going but not understanding so I mean many complexities to it. Um, so when I look at my food now, I see um, the earth, I see love, I see compassion, I see just the bright colors. It brings me to the present moment where I can actually fully enjoy that meal. Um, so things that I really love to cook, um, well, my husband eats very similar things every day. So I like to eat a variety of things and um, experiment and try new things all the time. He likes to eat a lot of tacos. So, so we make a lot of tacos in the house. Uh, we make shrimu uh, quesadillas with, with shrimu cheese. Uh, we make, um, the, he, he, one of his favorite things is a Mexican lasagna, mm. which is really great. I mean, I make a, an amazing plant-based lasagna. I make a um, smoky, uh, walnut lentil crumble that really resembles like a it gives you that that same satisfaction that a, a meat lasagna would would give you uh, and I so if, if you're making a regular lasagna I use marinara sauce um, I have an easy marinara sauce that you just make in a blender and then simmer it uh, that's on my website I have uh, and then I would make a um, tofu ricotta uh, cheese with lots of herbs and lemon and maybe a little bit of cashew sauce in there to kind of make it really creamy. Um, and then you would have, I use either lentil noodles as the, I think the Explore brand has lentil pasta noodles. You can use whole wheat noodles. You can use zucchini or um, shredded carrots and, you know, other vegetables as the lasagna layers and you just layer it, you can throw in some basil, some pesto, like so many incredible flavors, roasted garlic throw in there, um, saute up some, some onions and have those in the layer. Like there's so many things. Uh, I don't think I make anything the same <laughs> usually. Uh, I, I like to just kind of throw, first of all, throw in what we have so we don't waste things, but also experiment and, and find new and elevated ways to make um, old favorites. So that, that's a regular lasagna. If I'm making a Mexican lasagna, instead of the marinara sauce, switch it out for salsa. Instead of the noodles, switch it out for corn tortillas. Instead of the ricotta, make a nacho cashew sauce. Um, instead of the basil, throw in 
cilantro. And instead of the, the, you can use the smoky walnut crumble or you can throw in beans and um, corn and sauteed vegetables and everything and you layer it. And it's, it's so incredibly satisfying and tasty. Mm. And I've served it to people who don't even know what this lifestyle is without telling them. And they just demolish it. They eat it all. Um, <laughs> those, those are some, some, you know, classics. Uh, we make hot dogs out of uh, marinated carrots. We make a smoky guacamole black bean burger. Um, Deepak really likes that one. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about Deepak and his, yeah. his, his appetite. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tremendous what that man will eat. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he's really good though. He eats um, he has like a smoothie in the morning and then has like one giant meal at night, which I He's can't doing <laughs> one meal a day. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Smoothie. And, and sometimes he takes fruit to work. Um, but that's, that's how he's just, um, he, he doesn't like to make his own food. <laughs> so he just waits for me to make dinner, I guess. How did, how did he land you? That is such a lucky combo for him. <laughs> yeah. um, I was recently watching Amy Schumer, one of her stand-ups. She, it was so funny. She was like, I married a chef because I'm a genius. <laughs> so I <laughs> that all the time. <laughs> so he should just be wearing a shirt that says, I married a chef, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my goodness. So I've been doing intermittent fasting, but all those things that you're talking about, I was like, Oh, yeah. Mm. So I eat a little bit differently than him. I'll have, um, a lot more salads. I make a kale Caesar salad a lot. Um, I recently started making like a Greek salad with a tahini, um, vinaigrette. I, um, what else? Smoothies are really big. Um, right now, we just got the first watermelon of the season and I'm so excited. I can't wait for mangoes to come out. So much fruit. Um, we, we, we do a lot of like fruit bowls and, and mason jars if we're going to somebody's house, which we're not doing right now, but in other, other situations, like we would always bring food with us. Um, and that way we're not, or we'd eat before if we were going somewhere and that way you're not worried. Um, I, for me, it was, you know, what if I'm hungry? And it's like, well, I just, I could bring 15 clementines in my purse, which I do. And I'm super happy. Um, so I think it, it depends. My eating styles kind of shift depending on different situations and time of year. Um, but right now I'm really looking forward to the watermelon that's in my fridge. <laughs> watermelon is it is a heavenly food. I'll yeah. just say that. I agree 100%. I remember as a child, you know, watermelon grew very well in New Mexico. And it's just like, you're just sitting there going, it was the best few months of the whole year for me. It's like, mm -hmm. there's a watermelon. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something we could grow in cantaloupe. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. So delicious yeah. Uh, from your home garden. And then watermelon season just goes right into pomegranate season. So I'm really happy. <laughs> exactly. And pomegranate's so good. Also talking about immune optimization and all those, so many good things. 
Totally. So what about, um, so people who are short on time, because you know, you're, you're talking about all these amazing things. How does this take a lot of time to eat these amazing and delicious foods? It really doesn't have to. Uh, so if I was making a lasagna, I would make way more than what I would eat. So it might take, you know, 45 minutes to make, but I'm either freezing some of it or eating it throughout the week, putting it on a bed of greens and kind of making a warm salad with it, you know, kind of repurposing it or making way more um, of the walnut crumble, putting it in tacos, putting it in um, all the things that, that would have that in it. Um, so kind of taking certain things, making extra has been really helpful for me. Um, and then also just, you know, you can eat really simply. You can make two or three dressings for the week, have salads every day, or you don't have to do that. Um, you can have more variety if you want. Um, you can do oatmeal or smoothie or fruit for breakfast. You can do, um, you know, collard wraps, which are so easy. You can make a, a hummus and layer in a ton of different veggies and herbs and make it really bright and fresh. You could have a dipping sauce with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of meals that I make that I just throw things in a bowl. So I'll, I'll add, you know, a bunch of black beans and corn and tomatoes and onion and um, avocado and lime and um, what else do I put in there? Um, a couple other things and have like this giant, incredible, fresh black bean salsa that I can eat straight. I can put it onto a salad. I can put it into tacos or fajitas. I can um, we eat a lot of Mexican food. <laughs> um, but it's, it's about finding things that, first of all, you love um, or, or used to love. So there are a lot of recipes that my mom used to make that her mom has passed down to her. You know, we used to eat a lot of beef stroganoff growing up. And I have made probably just as good, if not better, mushroom stroganoff and uh, she used to make chicken paprika and or chicken paprikash not paprika there's paprika in there uh, and now I make jackfruit paprikash mm. and it's you know it's about finding those recipes that you used to love or or grew up on and just nutrifying them and finding s like really small easy switches that you can make to um take out the harmful things and replace them with things that are actually full of antioxidants, full of phytochemicals, full of things that are going to promote health versus reduce your health. Um, so, so the substitutions can be, you know, cream sauces and dairy and, and mayo and sour cream and all the things that are in just so many recipes, um, or it can be meat substitutes. So I make a, a, pretty simple tofu meatball. Um, you crumble it up. I think you've had those. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and there, there was lasagna frozen in my freezer for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's just so many things you can do with plants and it still amazes me that there's so much variety and you don't have to give up the foods that you love. You can make them even better. And I think that's, that's something that Tesla was really, really good at. He didn't just make an electric car. He made an electric car that was better than any other car on the road so that people are like, well, that's a, an upgrade. That's what I want. 
And that's what I want to do with this lifestyle. I want to make it so incredible and obvious to eat this way that it's just the elevated option. I love that because you you meant to, you said the word neutrified. I was like, that is fat. Is this a is that a Chloeism or is it a? <laughs> I love that. I, I say neutrify or neutra upgrade a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna neutrify your food. Okay, I'm gonna have to steal that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you're just talking about bringing in these substitutions of things and creating what, using what you have, reusing what you're doing with the leftovers. I don't think people even think about that. They're like, you repurpose a leftover. It doesn't seem like a leftover. It just seems like, oh, it's just a whole new meal. So mm -hmm. like you said, so we had made um, some pizzas and I, what I do is I like to um, I made my own mirror, you know, like pizza sauce and marinara, just a little thicker, and then chopped up all the vegetables and mushrooms and everything. And then I had extra because we didn't use all of it on the pizzas. And I, the today, like you said, I literally threw a little bit of those raw vegetables in a, in a pan, added some beans and warmed that up and threw it in a burrito. And that was lunch. And so literally it took me five minutes. <laughs> that was it. There are so many things that I put together that um, I am still shocked at. It's like, I, I will heat up a corn tortilla, throw in a bunch of hummus with like roasted garlic and stuff and put in a, a giant handful of um, arugula and just eat that. It sounds really weird, but it's amazing. It really is super satisfying and is, will take two minutes. Um, that is incredible. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I've got corn tortillas. I can make some hummus. <laughs> so I just so enjoy talking to you because I just get all these ideas and it's just a matter <laughs> of execution. So <laughs> if you haven't figured out, I'm a huge fan, Chloe. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a huge fan of you. Oh, this is amazing. So the beauty of Chloe is one, the outer and inner beauty that you have, but just mm -hmm. how you, you create food that's full of love and want to share that with people and it's just you can just see that you radiate joy and bringing health to people and so that's the beauty of Chloe and so um was there anything you'd like to you know say at the end of this amazing interview that you'd like to reach to, to the hearts of those who are listening um I think I think something important is um being curious so trying to um, approach situations without judgment. So if you replace judgment with curiosity uh, and, and take out like the self-judgment and the um, cognitive dissonance that is, that is present in a lot of situations uh, and you just become curious with life, I think everything will change. And um, the also just being prepared. So we talked about bringing food with you if you're going somewhere, but also just before you're hungry, make something that you can eat later. And that's going to be huge because um, I don't want to get too into the pleasure trap and I'm sure you've talked about it before, but the pleasure trap has um, the motivational triad, which is uh, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure and conserving energy. The conserving energy part is one of the biggest reasons that we choose foods that um, we know aren't healthy. It's because when we're in that hungry state, we don't want to exert energy 
um, that just biologically that's how we've evolved uh, and we'll choose foods that are the richest source of, of calories just because um, biologically our, our bodies are like we don't want to die <laughs> so let's get as many calories as we can so if you have things prepared in your fridge for you by you made with love and presence and intention it will change the entire game so I think I think just really exploring who you are what you want out of life and um, aligning with those values and goals um, and it's not about being perfect it's about creating that life that you desire along the way and and there's just oh my gosh there's so many things I could say but if people are interested in in this lifestyle and are worried about the food specifically know that there are better foods than what you're eating now and it might take a little bit of time to adjust your taste buds and and change your cravings because uh, scientists say that the gut is called the second brain um, and it can actually send signals to your brain to crave the food that feeds those bacteria so oftentimes the cravings we get aren't even our own cravings it's the bacteria that we have in our gut and when we balance them out those cravings can go away so know that there's an entirely new lifestyle out there for you that's filled with just more joy more life more colors in your food and and in the world than uh than we realize you know i i can't say it better than you did but the curiosity i consider a superpower because literally when you you come into it with the curiosity you become mindful of everything and that's where I don't think people understand you switch people switch their diet to get healthy but then they they see like you mentioning your whole life changes like it's like an awakening of your spirit and um you're connected to everything that's around you and couldn't have said it better but absolutely beautiful so thank you Chloe for this absolutely. great interview thank you so much I'm I'm so happy to be here and to talk to you and if anybody uh you know needs any food advice or or just anything at all uh definitely let me know absolutely and i'm going to put all your links and um hoping we'll be working together even more soon absolutely i right. hope you have a wonderful day filled with unexpected beauty oh my goodness you're so adorable all right <laughs> thanks everyone all right bye